like me, Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. My name is Kev Dan, and John and Rob and I are uh, going to be here to break down the action against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. Uh, while the score sheet shows that the Chiefs beat the Broncos, think it's more of a tale of the Broncos beating the Broncos, and we're going to break that all down for you, like I said. So glad you're here. Hit that share button for us. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you're following all of our social me- uh, social media to include uh, the, our YouTube page. Hit, give us a five-star review. That would be awesome as well. We definitely appreciate hearing from you all. So, again, kick back, relax. Thanks for tuning in, and let's go ahead and start talking about the Broncos versus Chiefs Sunday night football game here on the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What is up, Broncos country? Welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. The Denver Broncos ended up losing to themselves, really, uh, on Sunday night football. Uh, The scoreboard shows that we lost to the Chiefs 22-9. But let's face it, guys, the Broncos lost to themselves, and we'll explain uh, our feelings on that. But I got John and Rob with me here as usual. Uh, John, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? Good to see you again. It's been a long week, and uh, excited to talk some Broncos, although I wish I was in a better mood. I agree with you, Kevin. We lost this game. The Chiefs didn't beat us. Yep. What about you, Rob? What you got, man? Man, fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> God damn it. I love the energy just right off the bat. John and I are just like like resigned and just like sad, and he just comes out punching. I love it. Bro, I'm <laughs> mad as hell. And 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 absolutely, we beat ourselves. And we'll mm-hmm. get into all that uh, you know, in the show. But uh thanks everybody for tuning in, giving us a follow. We have reached over a hundred subs on YouTube, so thank you very much to everybody. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. Yep. And big shout out to uh, Brandon Perna and uh, the watch party he was doing uh, during the game. And they were doing some raids of some live shows. So hopping on our uh, halftime hash show. Uh, We'll tell you all about that later if you haven't heard of it. Uh, But uh, getting our subscriptions up to over 100. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we've grown by about, uh, let's see, we have about 130 right now. We've grown by about 125 this year. So that's kind of showing you where we're at, but (laughs) Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, So at least there's some positive that came out of that, right? But 
Uh, anyway, let's get into it. So let's <laughs> let's start this conversation how we always do, uh, with going back to about an hour or so before game time, where our minds were at, what we were thinking going into the start of the game. So, uh, Rob, hand it over to you first, man. What what were you thinking before the game started? Uh, well, you know, the entire day, uh, you know, we we had the entire day to think about the game because you know it got shifted and flexed to Sunday night prime time. Um, I think we've only had this season, and correct me if I'm wrong, one other primetime game. Um, so, you know, I was definitely concerned. Um, like I've been saying the last few weeks, especially after the Dallas Cowboys game, which team is going to show up? Uh, you know, I, I've, I was hopeful. I think we all were hopeful. Uh, but, you know, once again, we, we slipped on the banana peel and fell flat on our goddamn faces. Yeah, especially on offense and, and special teams for that matter. Defense showed up, though. I'll give them credit because credit is due there. Um, this Chiefs offense did not look like the Chiefs offense that we've always been worried about. Um, so I am – if there's one positive here, if you have to pick up the three units of the team, it's definitely the defense, and it's it's not even close by far. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive units have just gotten better and better as the year's gone on. Um, to the point where at the beginning we were saying, I mean, is this even Vic Fangio's specialty anymore? And uh, I think the last couple of weeks he's coming around. Um, but yeah, you, you can't win a game only with defense as much as the Broncos have tried for years now. Right. I mean, I get, you know, it, it worked in Super Bowl 50. The situation there, though, was so different with Peyton Manning, you know, running the offense, you know, um, that you can't really replicate that again um so I, I i see what john ellie was trying to do um but for the longest time this is a whole another conversation that we've had a million times but fact of the matter is you're right uh defense isn't going to win alone and and you look at where the afc is now and it's just or afc west in particular not let you know to include the whole nfl but uh with what we have in our division the powerhouse offenses we've got to find a way to match that uh, to be able to have a chance to beat these team, uh, these teams on a consecutive continual basis. Um, the, the fact that chiefs have been us 12 times in a row now is, I mean, beyond sad. Um, there's, I, there's no good way for me to put it, you know, other than just pure disappointment. Um, and I'm going to, you know, so same thing for me, I was, I was optimistic to the point where I was like, I shouldn't be optimistic. Like, I wasn't sitting here saying, yeah, we, you know, we're going to go win this game. I, I felt that there's a chance, but in the back of my head, back in my mind, I was like, uh, do we really have a chance? Probably not. You know, it was just the chiefs are coming off a bye. Uh, we don't do well in, in December in arrowhead against the chiefs and just all these things were against us stat wise. Yeah. You know, I like what, what they said, you know, Justin Simmons had said before the game or, you know, to the, Uh, to the team earlier in the week of look, the 2021 Broncos are zero and zero against the chiefs, you know? So, okay. You know, you're, I like the mindset there and the defense did what they were supposed to. I mean, the defense only held them to 16 points, man. Yeah. Yeah. They got almost a third of their points from that one interception for a touchdown. Uh, Another three points from a muffed kick uh, or punt return. I mean, that's, that's 13 points, uh, almost half their points. Really? Yep coming off of things that weren't the defense's fault. And and to the defense's credit, when when given the short field, they still didn't allow first down and forced a field goal. So, yep. yeah, it's they beat themselves. They come back to them beating themselves. 
And it felt like of all the Chiefs games in the last, I don't know, five years, hard to think of one that was more of a winnable game for the Broncos than, than this one. Right. Uh, agreed. Um, you know, we get another shot at them at the end of the season here. Yeah. So it's not, you know, like we're going to have to wait too long before we find ourselves having similar pregame uh, conversations against the Chiefs saying, hey, can we break the 12-game losing streak now? At least we'll be in Denver this time. Um and they'll probably have a lot riding, you know, uh, in terms of seating and everything for the Chiefs. So, you know, they who knows as close as the AFC uh, is in general, um, you know, they could be vying for a number one seed and we could have a chance to spoil that for them. So there's still going to be a lot for us to play for. Um, and, you know, there's the whole conversation of, you know, if we make the playoffs, what do we have to do to get there? And that's just a whole other conversation for probably our Tuesday night show, uh, Bourbon Broncos, no BS which starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, Speaking of Tuesday, Kev, I would like to uh, at least uh, give Jared some props that we were we are not the first team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Houston so has taken that, that crown. Uh, so, you know, there's still hope, damn it. There's still hope. There's still yeah. hope, yes. I will give you that, Rob. And honestly... Yesterday's game doesn't change much for me because I'm expecting to win that game. And we saw the same offense that we've seen in plenty of other games this season. So it wasn't a surprise. It's, I mean, we're going to have to get healthy for at least front on the win column side this week against the Lions. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like we're in pretty much the same situation for me, anyways, as we were I mean, last week. Now, how do we beat the Chiefs yesterday? It's a whole different story, right? We're for trying sure. to know. You know how many like it's just a totally different conversation. But as the Broncos have done to us year year after year, it's a, just another roller coaster of a season. Week after week, almost at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, week after week. <laughs> and a, a slight congratulations to the Lions for actually getting their first win this weekend uh, over the Vikings. But uh, uh, God, I pray we we don't give them their second. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a conversation because. You know, while well, the record says one in ten or whatever they are, um, one ten you know, and one. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> whichever. <laughs> Their games have been very close. Yeah. So you know, there's. It's not like they're getting stomped every week. Yeah. Uh, the majority of the games they're in, they're they're in it till the end, and so this is going to be a hard fought game. Um, that could very well come down to the wire again. So, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see for sure what happens. Now, if we lose to the Lions, then the season is over. Now. Well, yes. <laughs> if, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what Jared's calculations say if we're mathematically eliminated yet. I don't trust any of the other experts. I yeah. wait until Jared does his mathematical, uh, you know, calculations. When his calculator says there's a zero percent chance, then I then I resign. So <laughs> we're not we're not there yet. Um, okay, back to the Chiefs game really quick. I, I guess real quick, but in general, because that's what this is about. And I know I'm, I don't want to talk about it, but that's, that's what we do here at the Post Game oh, Podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we talked about the defense doing their job yeah, is pretty much as best they can. Um, some of it, you know, yeah, I'm not going to take any credit away from them, but I think Mahomes had a kind of a sloppy night in general as well. So, you know, there were plenty of times where there was somebody open and Pringle yeah. especially had, I don't know, three, maybe four yeah, drops. Right. <laughs> Overall, what I'm looking at is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, if, if I could point to two things that killed us this game, the special teams and Teddy Bridgewater. 
um, especially there in, you know, back three back to back to back drives uh, where it was the, the turnover, then the muffed uh, punt and then the pick six, you know, I mean, uh, Teddy definitely, he was a big part of why we lost that game for sure. Yeah. We were driving. Uh, we were, I guess we we're still down by two scores at that point because we hadn't scored that touchdown yet, but still like that, that interception for a touchdown, just that was game over easily for us. Had we gone down score a touchdown again, it's a totally different game. And mm-hmm. we're not talking about it's, it's just changed the conversation completely. But to your point, Bridgewater, awful game. One of his worst for the season, I would say. Uh, and I would say Teddy Bridgewater, and I still don't like the play calling this one when we're no. rushing as well as we are. Javante Williams was a beast in this game. He almost oh, said, geez. did he have 200 scrimmage yards? He was close. Um, he had 102 with 23 carries. Yep. Yeah, and then another 76 receiving, so just under 200 you know, all-purpose yards, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, which... I mean, if we're running ball that well, like, why are we not doing more play action? Why is it like, why aren't we playing complementary offense? Why aren't we, you know, getting them to commit to the run defense and then, you know, pulling it out last minute and throwing it for a pass? Like, I, th- I think we had one or two play action passes a game. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. get like, that's pretty Because Pat Shermer is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, you look at it. Uh, we had that fourth and seven conversion, yeah. uh, you know, uh, pathway. We're, we're running the ball very well. Um, uh, then I think we got, it was second and long, or, and, and we got an eight-yard run, so it was third and two. Yep. But then we go and pass the ball. Yeah. And we line up in shotgun. So yeah. we essentially te- telegraph yeah. to the Chiefs, we're going to pass the ball on third and two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then what do we do in fourth and two? We passed the ball again. Well, no, I, we, we ran it on that we one. We didn't run it on that one? Yeah. either. Okay, well, either way, I mean, come on. The 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 play calling once again. Um, I still don't like, you know, the, the calls where it's third and eight. And, you know, the one receiver, I think, you know, I think the one example I'm thinking of in, in particular, Sutton runs like a five-yard post. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're going to run a post, that's fine, but at least get it out to the yeah. chains, you uh, know. Yeah, Come on, plan, this is yeah. beyond sad. The game plan there is get it, you know, three yards short of the line of scrimmage and make the guy, you know, force a play to get the first down, which has not worked at all. No. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to abandon that strategy. Um, yeah, I did, point, like, not. Maybe a couple times a game, but like we don't need to do that every freaking third and long situation. It, it rarely works. Third down was abysmal for us. What pissed me off most about third downs yesterday is we were getting in those situations where it was third and short. Right. Every week we're talking about we're in too many third and long situations and we're not converting. But this time we had uh, four times that we were four, uh, sorry, third and short, meaning or three yards or less, basically. And we only converted one of those times. So, you know, the, the stats don't get any better when we're when we're in short yard situation on third down, which blows you're my not going to convert there. Like, when are you going to convert on third down? It's, right. It's, it's, it's bad. It's just bad. Like on and on that drive that you were talking about. I don't mind throwing it on third down when you know you're going to go for it on fourth anyways, but you're right. Like, why don't, you it? don't be in shock and, and not have, you know, be so clearly not going to run the ball. Cause that's the whole point is you're trying to catch them off guard. And yeah, they didn't, the chiefs knew it was coming. They knew it was going to be fast. And then the next time they seemed like they knew it was going to be a run. So, and, and that was probably the most crucial drive of the game for the Broncos and to not get any points off of it. it, well, it and, and looking and then at that we drive, have, go for it. 
Oh, sorry. Then we uh, we had that one drive, uh, and I and I forget which quarter it was in, but we were in the in the red zone. And then when they showed the replay, Tim Patrick was open, Noah Fant was open, yep, yeah. and we couldn't get him the ball. I mean, Noah Fant, uh, you know, he had four catches for thirty three yards, which I mean isn't terrible, but come on, like, well, yeah, I, I, the, a lot of those catches came in the fourth quarter when the, the game was pretty much over. Um, but you're right. And that, that is the same drive we were talking about. Those two guys were wide open. And I mean, I know Bridgewater was pressured, but he was looking at, I think, uh, who was it? He went to, I think it was Patrick the whole time and didn't even see those guys on the left side of the field. And they, I mean, Bridgewater, they were open, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so frustrating looking at this, cause I'm, I'm going back and looking at that, the, the play by play, for the one I was just talking about um, and how they lined up in shotgun in third and two. So if you go back to it, we had um, the, the KC penalty that put us at first and five. Um, it was a Williams run for 11 yards, followed by another Williams run for three yards, followed by a Williams run for five yards. We were, we had them on their heels. <laughs> we had them on their heels. Yeah. Why not line up? You know, if you if you want to pass it on third and two, fine. But we just what that's uh, twenty yards right there, back to back to back to back um, runs for uh, you know. And this this is a long drive too, so they're tired. That was so the now you just add some confusion in there. drive like that's the longest drive the Broncos have had all season. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you're right. They're tired. The defense is tired. They're on their heels, and to not come up with points there was. Terrible. The only positive of that drive was that it kept the Chiefs on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. But when you're playing the Chiefs, that's not good enough. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. I mean, I will say at halftime, we were only down by a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the game by no means was over at that point. But I can only imagine morale-wise that that hurt not coming away with points there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, I could see it in Teddy's face there. After the first interception alone, it just looked like – and I don't know, like that's maybe his personality. That's the way he is. And I'm not trying to, to diss him or anything in, in that regards, but he just looks so defeated. You know, it's almost like a Jay Cutler attitude. It's like, Oh man, like, oh, okay. You know, uh, through another interception. I, I don't know. It just, it's I'll be honest, Kev, Teddy Bridgewater honestly looked like he didn't give two shits. Like he knew the game was over before the game even fucking started. And, and, I got a problem with that. If your quarterback isn't fired the hell up to play, if they're not fired the hell up to play against a division rival and want to win in their own house, get the fuck out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but he just – he didn't look like he gave two shits at all. Yeah. Javante Williams gave two shits. Oh, Javante yeah. Williams was, you know, fighting for every freaking yard that he had. And, yeah. and, you know, to your, your point, John, you know, Javante looks good. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. You know, we, we didn't do any 50-50 balls, you know, to Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton. I think we did one or two. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's Another just so gosh damn frustrating. <laughs> Another easy interception the Chiefs could have had was a long bomb from, from Bridgewater. Way overthrown, I think it was Sutton. Two guys on it, like it's just bad. And that one was interesting because they did show the replay, and and they it, it did look like Cortland slowed up a little bit there, um, right. like he thought he wasn't 
the ball wasn't thrown to him or something. I don't know. Um, but either way, poor miscommunication. Why, uh, why Sutton isn't just straight up sprinting that whole way down there. I mean, if he, he would have been right there where those other two guys are, and you're looking at uh, pass interference at that point, you yeah, know, potential. So, um, you know, they show that a couple times and it did look like he slowed up and then hit the gas again. And you're like, dude. <laughs> um, so maybe that ball was where it's supposed to be. But I mean, that was one that was the deepest pass all game. Yeah. Um, you know, there are other ones. There's another one about 26 yards, another one about 23 yards, 20 yards. So, you know, we're not even taking that deep shots, which, you know, to a degree made sense because we're just trying to kill the clock. Right. But, um, dude, it was just so many things. Now I do. I want to go positive before I go negative again, uh, before I take us back down that, that bunny trail. Um, but uh, what about Mike Boone? Hey, he played well. Four carries, 35 yards. It is long of 16 yards. Yeah, it was a good compliment uh, to Javante Williams. Right. A little change of pace. Kind of made me feel like we might have our one-two already, you know, once Gordon leaves us next year. Yeah, maybe. We'll yeah, no, you know, Mike Boone looked looked good, surprisingly enough. Was this his first game? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is his second. This is the first one I can think of. That got, I think he got maybe one touch last game, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, he looked good. But, you know, our offensive line, I mean, you know, we, we just barely got a bunch of people back from injury this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> as Ailey would say, the offensive line was not gelling like they were supposed to. Um, but, you know, it's it's just frustrating because their defense, I mean, looking at the defensive stats, they had 45 solo tackles, Kansas City did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Our offensive line looked like a leaky ship. Yeah. And, and to your point about Javante Williams, he, he, there was one set at one point he had 76 yards and 71 of them were after contact. Yep. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. The only reason he was getting yards is because he's breaking a tackle right. as soon as he gets the ball and uh, and still making a positive play out of it. Can you imagine what he's going to look like in the next two, three years after, you know, because you know he's only going to get better, yeah. you know, with he's going to take the time over this offseason and say, now that I have experience, now that I know what it's like, here's yeah. what I need to improve on. Um, and he's going to have the whole off season to, Oh dude, this guy is, I, I am so excited. Yeah. See he, what this guy is going to do as a starter. Oh, he could do in the receiving game too. Six receptions, 76 yards and the only touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, now 34 of those yards was on that touchdown, but still, you know, take that one away. He still had, you know, 40 yards receiving. So I think he's got three down back moving forward after this season. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any reason to give Melvin Gordon another contract. Not nothing against Melvin Gordon. He's played, amazing right uh, but for the price tag that he's gonna command and we already got our running back yep i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves fellas but uh i want to i, wanna, I kind of want to say that javante reminds me a little bit of terrell davis <laughs> yeah you might be getting a little ahead of yourself <laughs> a young terrell davis but i mean the way he's powering through some of those things i don't know man you never know no, yeah if he keeps us up sure 100 if, if this is the guy we have for the next 10 years i will yeah I will come back to this moment, Rob, and say you were right. <laughs> okay, y'all we'll heard it here this. first. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <December 6th. laughs> 2021. Okay, some more negative. How does Tom McMahon still have a job, guys? How the hell I don't fucking know, McMahon Kevin. I have no idea. 
look, let's face it. At this point, if he got fired, like, what is it going to do? It's not going to change anything. I mean, they're not. Somebody else isn't going to be able to come in and turn the uh, the special teams around in five weeks. But for the sake of just saying, special teams isn't even that hard to play. No, but block uh, the guy and freaking make sure he doesn't get to your guy. It's that simple. Yeah, or Spencer, you know, fair catch, or you know, which. I mean, am I wrong? I feel like we don't normally get a muff from uh, from Spencer. No, no, we don't. So I think it goes back to us beating ourselves in this game. Honestly, I just didn't like the whole approach that we had from the get go. It seems like it seemed like we were in our own head, you know, making such a big deal about not being the Chiefs for eleven games now, twelve games in a row. Even from like the coach, even from the decision with the coin toss, and we brought it up in the halftime show yesterday, Kevin, to to win the coin toss and then go out there and decide to to go out on offense first. Something we I can't think of the last time we did that. Uh, this year when we won the coin toss uh, for our offense that, you know, can't start games fast. And again, we, we go out and have a three and out right away, even after a first down rush, first, first play of the game of nine yards from Javante Williams. And then, you know, two, two plays of zero yards. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird. Like they, they didn't want the Chiefs to come out to a hot start, but again, that's just you trying to adapt to the game that hasn't even started yet. (laughs) Like just go play your game and and coach like you normally would. I don't know. It just it just had a bad start. You know, a, a bad just game. Not I don't know about game plan, but well, game plan definitely game plan, but overall game plan. Uh, but just strategy from the beginning. I, it it was different than than the other games where we did have success. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst is is I was at a you know my local place here where I live, and I had a Chiefs fan sitting next to me the mm. entire fucking game (laughs) and you know it's not one of those ones that can can just sit there and watch the game he's got to clap you know this close to my face and i'm like uh i don't want to i don't want to go to jail i don't want to go to jail i don't want to go to jail (laughs) (laughs) i have a family i got got i don't know i'm kind of picturing it if this was the reverse situation you might be doing the exact same to him Hey, when when Pat Mahomes threw that tip ball and we intercepted, hell yeah, hooting hollered. In that point, I mean, yeah, because you're just returning the favor. I didn't like turn and do it in his ear, but hell yeah, hooting hollered. <laughs> I, I may I may have gotten asked to bring the volume down just a little bit, maybe once or twice. No, I can't picture that. No, not okay. You, first of all, there was no kids in the restaurant. Okay, first of all. Second of all, acceptable. Fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> Agreed. Is this your local game watching spot, bro? Uh, yeah, it's a place called Wingnuts. How uh, how often do they ask you to bring your voice down there? Depends on who we're playing. <laughs> if it's the Chiefs or the Patriots, probably two or three times uh, every time. Do they give you a seat in the corner? Like they see you walking in? And nah, they they're like, you go over here. <laughs> oh hell no! I sit at the bar. Uh, no, I, if I were them, be like, you're gonna go over here. <laughs> well, and I used to, I used to work there, so you know, ah, they they tolerate me a little bit more than they probably should. Shout out to St. George Wing Nuts, thank you very much. But uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, ah. and 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 I'll give Ron a shout out, Ron. Congratulations, you're a Chiefs fan. Congratulations, blah blah blah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring my uh, my best friend from high school. Uh, she's a Chiefs fan uh, to the game, uh, last game of the season here. So, um, 
she it's we have a good back and forth you know every year she gets me something broncos for christmas i get her something chiefs so it's always funny because right around november i start getting ads on facebook and stuff for chiefs you know it's like they know i'm about to buy something just like you guys are scary like kevin does it does it make you feel dirty when you have to do that it does it does (laughs) but it's our thing so i'll I'll bring it every time we lose you buy our chiefs thing huh Every wait, what, what's the deal? Every time, we every lose? Christmas, no, just every Christmas. Oh, just for Christmas. No. Yeah, yeah. If it was every time we lose, then good God, <laughs> that bill's gonna get expensive. You'd <laughs> be I like, would, honey, I would have canceled that deal a long yeah, time ago. Start getting the like, Chiefs air probably after like the fourth or fifth time. Like, I see where this is going for a while now. <laughs> we're 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 not playing by those rules now. The Chiefs tire gauge, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, oh, we can't have Christmas this year. I gotta buy, uh, you know, so and so another Chiefs thing. Yep. Again. 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 Well, uh, uh, before we kind of move on to some other things, because um, we're you know start looking ahead a little bit here, not to step on the pregame podcast toes. Now, there's still some awesome games left ahead of us that we can get excited for. Um, we're not out of the race yet, so. Uh, let's go ahead and get excited, but there's also something else you can do to get excited, and that is uh, by paying attention to DraftKings. Of course, they sponsor us, and want to let you know that you know with all this uh, you know action-packed, high-scoring games that are uh, that are happening around us, um, there's a, a the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook uh, is you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. Uh, that's right, you heard me correctly. New customers who bet. Just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's really that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on this awesome NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Here's what we need you to do. Go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, you must be 21 years or older in a state that supports sports betting. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, gents, uh, this game is in the rearview mirror. Um, we will be playing them again. It will be in Denver, thankfully. Uh, it's going to be a pretty important game, the way the AFC keeps going. Uh, and tonight's Monday night football game is going to be pretty interesting as well. So we'll see how all that turns out and what that means for the AFC in general. But um, I guess looking ahead, uh, you know, not just to this Lions game, but uh, what are some of your big takeaways? You know, I know we talked about some of them, Javante Williams, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, not definitely not being probably any better than a backup quarterback at best. Uh, uh, Shermer, we know, but I guess what else kind of stood out to you or what are some other takeaways or things you're looking out for the rest of the season? Uh, you know, I really liked how Kenny Young played. Kenny Young had uh, nine total tackles, uh, five solo tackles. Um, he looks like a, a pretty good pickup, and uh, and shout out to Pat Sertan, uh, getting that uh, off that tip drill. Um, you know he's looking, you know, just better and better every week. 
Um, you know, but I mean, again, that his dad played in the league. So, I mean, that's that NFL bloodline. Um, right. You know, we're seeing a lot of, uh, we're seeing a lot of players retire and, you know, and have families and everything. And, you know, I just feel like it's just going to be a circle. We're just going to keep seeing these same names come up and uh, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's great. That's absolutely awesome. So yeah, Pat Sertan looked good to me. Um, uh, but <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. <laughs> I I got nothing else, man. I got nothing else. Well, look, we started out the same way we have it for multiple games this year, right? Nothing on offense and the defense giving up points. So, I mean, shout out to the defense for giving up 10 points in the first two drives, but then really adapting and shutting it down essentially for the rest of the game. Uh, I think the Chiefs were doing some things a little different that the Broncos weren't expecting, uh, specifically on first drive. They had a couple, like, underneath passes to Tiger Kill that seemed to – I mean, he was wide open on both of those, and it seemed like the Broncos were not expecting that. In fact, there was one time where they cut to Fangio, and he, the face he was giving was just like, "What? where the hell did that come from? Like, uh, so they adapted and, you know, kept us in the game up until that pick six. So I think the defense just getting stronger. And then the other thing to be, you know, actually excited about is the injuries. I can't think of one guy that went off the field yesterday. Yeah, it's very um, fair. I think. This uh, is damn one. it, John! Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Everybody, All do right. it right now. Uh, Wherever you're listening, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that is my bad. Um, so yeah, we're getting healthier, which is good. Um, just the offense has just got to show up, start showing up for these games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it um, near every time they cut to Vic Fangio, he just looks confused. Look, when you when you throw challenge flags on plays that are clearly oh not challengeable uh, over and over and over and over again, you're not oh, using yeah. timeouts or you use timeouts where they don't make sense. You, you don't have to show me the guy's face to tell me that he's confused. I don't um, understand. Somebody – Somebody get me Vic Fangio's address. I'm going to send him coaching 101 for dummies. Oh, it, dude, at this point, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, he hasn't picked it up in three seasons now. He's not going to pick it up in his fourth. It seemed like it was He's getting better. Be, he see, well, so did the Broncos in general. They all seemed like they were finally turning the corner, and then they, you know, broke our hearts again. Yeah, um, but, but season one under Fangio, the challenging was ridiculous to the point where they hired someone to put in the booth before he would throw the challenge flag, which seems like a no-brainer to me. Right. So the second season didn't seem nearly as bad. It was still plenty of bad, poor challenges, but not nearly as bad. And then this year we go right back to it. And every time they they don't even cut come back from a commercial before they make the decision. And and they, they, it seems like they review for less than ten seconds before before they come back with the decision that hey Broncos, no, it's it's you're not going to get this very clearly. Yeah. If I was the ref, I'd have looked at Vic and been like, uh, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Like. <laughs> I feel like the ref doesn't sure? even go to the booth most of the time. It's like, oh, Fangio's challenging. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's play stands. Uh, <laughs> uh, if if the guy in the booth is telling Vic to challenge that and he throws the flag, then a couple things need to happen. That guy needs to be fired and or Vic should be like, oh, you want me to challenge that? Yeah, this is staying in my pocket because I, oh, you don't want me to challenge that? I'm going to challenge that. Like, yeah. that's probably how this is going. That guy needs so, to lose his job, whoever that is. Uh, how does he have a job? At this point, at this point, McMahon is going to have tenure with the Broncos and is going to be around for the next 20 years. And the booth review guy is going to be with the Broncos for the next 25 years as well. So, Damn it, Kevin. Stop saying that. I don't you know want what? to deal with McMahon my- for another 10 years. Well, uh, he shouldn't be here now. <laughs> you know, like 
You should have Kevin, you go coach special teams. I, hey, hey I, it's, I, <laughs> I would say I can't do any worse. Uh, I don't know if I could do better, but it wouldn't be any. And I'd come a whole lot cheaper, too. I'd be like, give me 10% of what he's making. <laughs> and I'd gladly do it. You guys want to save some money? I got you. It's not going to be <laughs> any worse. Here I am, like, YouTubing how to coach special teams 101 <laughs> and bringing that into <laughs> to practice and stuff. Uh, it's probably going to be about the same quality. So, but, um, Hey, uh, we do have, uh, Thomas watching our, uh, live stream of this, uh, for those listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google play, wherever you listen to your podcast, appreciate you tuning in as always. Again, we do this live on YouTube Monday nights, right around 7 PM mountain time. Uh, and we have a ton of other content for you guys to check out throughout the season and then some, uh, you know, uh, some stuff throughout the off season as well. But uh, Monday nights, we also have orange weekly after dark that starts right after Monday night football. Uh, we got the Tuesday night bourbon Broncos, no BS show 7 PM mountain time. We got this post game podcast. We got the pregame podcast. Uh, we got our, our tailgate talk show that starts uh, about an hour before kickoff. Uh, and then the halftime hash, the original live halftime show for the Broncos was started right here. So uh, don't mind those that picked it up after we started doing it. That's fine. But just remember that we're the original and uh, we're the best. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Daniel in our chat over here again uh, says, thanks for tuning in, Daniel and, and Tom. Appreciate it. Uh, for the fir- 13th consecutive week, Fangio, Munchak, Shermer, Ellis, are sitting on the hottest seats in football. Yeah, at this point, uh, I think Munchak could very well uh, be somebody that sticks around. It would depend on who the new head coach would be. Um, but the rest of them, I mean, Ellis has already said that he's going to leave before the season started pretty much. So he's, yeah. I'd say his seat's hot, but it doesn't really matter because he's going to step down. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, any, I think that's kind of it, guys. I mean, we kind of talked through everything. Um you know, there's a lot to really start going into as we look towards this uh, Lions game. And again, this is not going to be something where the boys need to go out on the field and expect that they're just going to automatically win. I mean, it's going to be a fight for sure. I will say yeah. that as a fan, I'm expecting them to go out there and win. But well, yeah. You cannot overlook, if you're a player, you're definitely not overlooking. And the Broncos, they better not be overlooking any game at this point, the way they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a must win. I mean, pretty much every game. We, we oh, they're, if, they're, if they want to make the playoffs, their playoffs start now. Well, yeah, you know? especially because of the level of competition we're playing. Like, if you don't win this one, then forget the rest of the game. You don't, <laughs> you're not winning the rest of the game. You're pretty much in preseason for next year at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we basically just have to win out the rest of the season mm-hmm. and uh, and cross our fingers. Uh, you we know. need some help some other places. Yeah, and and the Bengals, you know, they 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 could have helped us, but they didn't. No, they didn't. They lost big time, that's for sure. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we got to win this week against a, an opponent that has one win on their on their win loss column, and we and then we go from there. You know, looking at the Bengals after that, and then to end the season, we have three AFC West opponent games, and it's going to come down to beat AFC West as as to see if we're even relevant at that point. Yep. Agreed. Cool guys. Well, thank you very much for uh, for helping me out, John and Rob. You're awesome as always. For uh, uh, Tom and Dan, who uh, popped up in the comments here, appreciate you guys tuning in. Everyone who's listening to this on your podcast sites, appreciate you tuning in there as well. Uh, keep coming back for more Broncos content. Uh, we're going to be here. This is our fifth or sixth year now 
It's very clear that we're not going anywhere, whether the Broncos win or lose. I'm ready for one of these years where the Broncos do well, and we have a lot of good stuff. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Just stick by me, and then uh, you won't regret it. So. Hey, you know what? We we, we hang we hang on we hang on as as long as we can, but God, one of these years, just can we please bring Peyton Manning back from retirement? God, I wish for the love of God. At this rate, please suit up, man. (laughs) Suit up, get on the sideline, coach. I don't care. Just bring his ass back. Exactly. Jeez. Hey, hey, three or four years, Arch Manning is going to be available in the draft. So this is true. Maybe we'll be getting the first round pick that year. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if, if this all leads to that, I would be okay with it. I'd be no, like, you know what? This was no, well worth it. That would be the most miserable <laughs> four years. Uh, another three, four years. It's already been. God. It's already been five. What's another three or four? You're halfway through waiting, man. You're halfway through the pain. No, John, I think I, I think you said it. <laughs> I think you said it best. We're just numb now. Like, oh yeah. Hey, when I'm they win, we're like, hell yeah, we won. And then when right. they lose, we're like, eh, it's just another game. Yep. just another day. Yeah, but then the next week they win, and then it's like you get a little less or a little less numb. Yeah, and uh, and then they do. It's just it goes back and forth. Hey, you know what? Life of a Broncos fan. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to stop at this point. I don't know. But it does I'm not going to stop cheering at any point soon. So hey, neither will I. I probably got uh, seventy to eighty years of my life, uh, probably at most. But uh, I'll probably be cheering for the Broncos for at least a hundred. I don't know. I'll be haunting <laughs> the stadium, like my ghost will go to the stadium so I can watch the games for only so. for only twenty more years. Well, eventually I want to. You know, my ghost will do something else. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if I can get buried under the stadium somehow. Then, yeah, I'll be the the guy that there's rumors about. You know, there's some. Yeah, that's real turf. morbid, bro. That's fucked you know? up. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That'd be a cool goal. I think uh, this. Uh, I think this uh, pod, this Orange Weekly is really gonna have to take off for you to be in a position to, to be buried under. The hey, street. you know what? There's plenty of time left. There's plenty of time <laughs> left for that to happen. You're we're, five, we're six years in. Just wait till we're seventy six years in. Orange Weekly is like, you know, we have our own headquarters, like a. a 50 story building you know it's gonna happen man and, and the handful be... of us are gonna be old and hell old as hell and just angry as shit all the time god damn it well i'm ang- i'm angry all the time now anyway so so yeah Kev, you're like you're like james in the giant peach you're just <laughs> <laughs> kev dan in the giant peach i don't know what to tell you I don't know what that I'm means. gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> John John's gonna be balancing our books and just telling us to stop spending money on everything. I have very strategically picked who uh who is uh helping out on this podcast. So <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm just gonna be roaming the halls yelling at everybody, stop running in the halls. <laughs> Man, okay. Well, if you want to hear more weird banter like this that has nothing really to do with football, uh, another show that we've started doing is the Orange Weekly Backstage Show that happens right after our Tuesday night Bourbon Broncos No BS, and that's on YouTube only. So come on over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, uh, and you can hear us and interact with us uh, and have you know share some fun stories and just have some some beers and relax and and Great talk. Great business ideas that have been popping out of that. Uh, so if anyone's listening and. I mean, we're trademarking them after every episode, every idea. Yep. We have a lot. We have, we have a lot. We've so. already started Jared's OnlyFans page. I mean, that's started. It's, it's surprisingly taking off. 
So, Kevin, you can't say it's taking off if you and Jared are the only subscribers. Well, you know, we had a 200% increase. <laughs> okay. We went from zero to two. That's a 200% increase in a month. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed. That's a good number. That's all. Daniel, why why should Kelsey have been ejected? I, I missed, shocked. I missed that. Uh, what did he do? I can't uh, remember. Yeah, people are upset about it. I don't know. Just... Well, I know well, Bradley Chubb and talk about it tomorrow night. Well, I know Bradley Chubb got in somebody's face, and I was like, "Turn around and walk away." Yeah, right. There was a number of those situations. Yeah, yeah early on, it was uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, and then it seemed to, I don't know, it seemed like it calmed down a little bit. No, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I was just drunk at that point. <laughs> no, right, right. I think, I think, I think most Bronco fans were like, "Can we just get this over with, please?" Drunk and angry and sad. <laughs> That should be the name of this uh, this podcast, <laughs> right? Post drunk and angry, <laughs> the, the drunk, angry, and sad podcast. What what's going to happen when we start winning? Then the we'll, we'll cross that bridge. The, happy, the drunk happy podcast. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can have the same podcast with like eight different names. Nah, that's too much work. Let's wait to see where the Broncos start. Let's worry about winning first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end it for real now, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, you learned something. If you didn't, uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. But there's always gonna, next week. There's always next week. <laughs> hey, uh, let's end it as we always do on a very strong go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, everyone. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.